It's like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I've seen this movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club, kid. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me, as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And we are on our last episode of Love Antosha Month, um, inspired by the documentary Love Antosha. Check out uh, AntonYelshinOfficial.com to check out what other information about the actor and his life and the documentary where you can watch it and and all the details behind the scenes. Um, We thank them for supporting us with this month. Uh, We are big Anton Yelchin fans. And uh, the downside of being a big Anton Yelchin fan and doing a month about his movies and a podcast where you always watch something you've never seen before um, is we've seen a lot of his great movies, the critically acclaimed ones, the ones that we are the ones that made us fans of him. And so we had to go, you know, digging kind of deep to find the movies that we'd missed. And it hasn't been the best experience, um, which is a downside because we love him still, but I don't think we've loved all the movies. Right. Right. And and so this episode, we're going to be talking about like crazy. Uh, from 2011 we'll get into the details in a little bit but before we get into the review of the night we like to look back at what we've been watching since the last time we recorded and just kind of catch up because cory has been sick you feeling better no i'm oh i have gone to work the past three days and then i just get back into bed and i stay there until it's time to go back to work so i'm looking forward to just staying in bed all day tomorrow that is that sucks. Um, yeah. I'm actually, uh, I have quit my part-time job. Um, the, like my, so I teach full-time. I teach part-time as a college professor and an adjunct professor. And then I was working at a retail place. I quit the retail place. Did I tell you that? Yes. Yeah, I did tell you that. That's right. Um, I felt guilty because I quit horribly. I didn't leave a notice. Um, but it was my third job. So I felt a little vindicated doing it that way because I'm like, it, it's not my primary source of income and I was feeling extremely overwhelmed and overworked. And so I, I, I let it go, which on the bright side did allow me to finally get back with our uh, transatlantic buddy, Matt and bring bloody awesome movie podcast back. So I want to uh, drop that. We did our top oh, 20 God. of the decade was our return episode. We just dropped this week and uh, it's, we, we try to keep it short. So we, we power through 20 to four. We just like, boom 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 here's our 20 to number four with a little bit of explanation very very little and then we went deep dive on our top three each um nice. and it was it was a real challenge to look back at tw- you know 10 years of film and pick 20 it's oh, um, like two a year which if... we didn't do it that way but yeah uh, it kind of happened a little organically like I think I missed one or two years and Matt had almost, I think he just skipped one year and every, we had at least one movie from every year represented. I, I only allowed myself to pick one 2019 film um, oh. because I felt like, I felt like recency bias because I, those are movies that I had word. recently saw. Um, so I wanted to like, I was like, I'm going to pick the one I think is the best from 2019 and everything else will be, you know, from other places. And uh it wasn't in my top three, just a, a hint, but check that out. Uh, look for Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, I, if you're not already subscribed, you should be. Sorry, go ahead. I just want to say that if for nothing else, you guys are worth following on Instagram for yes. those wonderful photoshops. Matt Matt has uh, he really pushed us to get better pictures, which 
it was fun for me because like we did that before and i always was like real self-conscious because i was looking pretty rough in the the early images and then like taking these pictures and i was like looking i'm like i look good right now so i'm pretty okay with sending these images over to matt um my i love <laughs> yeah. my inside Lulin davis poster so much. oh it's so good i feel like you need to get that printed and frame that oh that was I so right going to print it it's going to be at, um, on my wall at work because I have movie posters all over my walls uh, at yes. work because I teach film. So mm-hmm. I'm going to just throw that one up there to confuse kids because like they most likely won't know that movie and they'll like probably not notice me at first. And then they'll be like, wait a minute, Mr. P, were you in this movie? No. <laughs> yes. But, and I'm still teaching and teaching yep. you children. <laughs> it was a small indie film directed by the Coen brothers. Um, I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah. But um yeah, follow us on Instagram. Uh, I think it's Bloody Awesome Movie Pod on Twitter and maybe BAMP. No, I think it's Bloody Awesome Movie Pod on Instagram and then it's BAMP something on Twitter. I'm not great with our names. We didn't, we weren't able to get the same name on both, so it really throws me off. Um, mm-hmm. But you can find us. You can hit, hit me, break reviews, and then go there from there. But um, I had, uh, I, I quit that job and I had a really cool thing this morning um, at my main job. We have uh, guest speakers come from time to time at our school, uh, 1,500 plus students um, all in one place. And we've we've built an atmosphere where they are respectful and uh, speakers are not afraid after they get going that they can talk to a room full of kids and they'll be respectful. And um, afterwards, uh, it was about loneliness. We had a, a, a like a psychiatrist um, talking to the students just in general about loneliness and you know ways to kind of deal with it when you're feeling it. And uh, he had like a list of four C's. Um, connection i cannot remember the second c to save my life right now uh courage and creativity and when the speaker was done our uh one of our guidance counselors who is a friend of mine at this point i mean we've worked together for years now and um she came she's like our mc at the meetings usually and uh because she's like one of the most upbeat people you've ever met like she's like it's a happy happy day like that's things like that you just be normal people couldn't say and it'd be believable but she's able to like you you believe that she means it when she says hap hap happy day have a hap hap happy day like um but she takes the microphone back and uh 1500 people 100 teach 1500 students about 100 teachers and she she says that made me think of jonathan burke and i'm just like like what wait wait whoa, whoa, what's happening and then she went on to say uh you know how i i create an atmosphere in my classroom where the students feel like they can make connections and they can be courageous and they are able to be creative and I really wish I remember what that fourth C was, but um, it, it was, you know, a lot of times teaching is a, a job that goes un, unwitnessed, you know, except by the students. So like I hear from my students all the time, um, but for like, you know, a peer, an adult uh, to give me such a, a high praise in that moment and that, um, you know, she thought about that uh, in that moment, like, you know, it was, it meant a lot to me and I, I, I was very like, I don't like to be the center of that many people. Like I can talk all day long in front of that many people, but like to basically make everyone look in my direction, um, I was very uncomfortable and yet also very grateful for the the compliment and trying, I I was, I was able to choke back tears, but it was like, I was on the brink. I'm like, great. Everyone's looking at me and I'm about to cry. (laughs) Like, Do not want to do that. But I was, you know, I work really hard to make my students feel like they belong if anywhere in my classroom and um that they can express themselves through film a medium that i adore and uh it was it was really great to have that recognition today so i i'm 
not name dropping because I don't know. If, honestly, I, I would be very surprised if the person wouldn't love their name drop. But I also don't want to name drop someone who isn't doing podcasting. So um, but that if, if that person happens to be listening, I've already said thank you in an email. But thank you again. It did mean a lot to me. And I am uh, super grateful for my students. Um, and uh, one of the things about it, and I'm just going to do this too, um, that was kind of crushing is uh she referenced a video that uh, my, a few of my graduates a few years ago, they did this Swede film of Fast and the Furious. Um, and listeners, if you don't know what a Swede film is, watch Be Kind Rewind, uh, starring Jack Black and Most Def or Yassim. I want to say Bell, but I don't think that's right. But Most Def changed his name. So apologies, Most Def. But um, uh, the Swede film was invented from Be Kind Rewind. And they made a Swede film of the Fast and Furious. And at the end of it, they surprised me with the like the five students talking to the camera to me, um, thanking me for what I've done, and and just and that was what she kind of referenced as her example uh, for me hitting those four C's um, and making students feel like they have a place. And one of the students in that um, I taught his sister uh, a couple years after he was well, actually I think he was still on campus when I had her freshman year, and she died in a car accident last week. Um, and so oh no. Yeah, uh, she's only 20 years old, super tragic, and um, so, like, that that didn't help the tears, you know what I mean? Like, because I was already, like, I'd been thinking about him a lot because I knew it was, you know, I knew he lost his sister, and then to uh, to have that, like, reference in him, you know, it just, it was just like, oh, so much emotion, and um, not to make that about me, obviously, I just, I, it's always tragic when a young person dies, and it's, it's very rare and I'm very grateful for this, but when a young person dies and I happen to know them and have a connection with them. So it's, um, it was, you know, it's one of those things I, I deal with death fairly well. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a realist about it. I understand it's just, it's a horrible thing that we have to go through, but it is something that we will inevitably have to go through, but it is always sad when someone so young is, uh, taken, especially, um, when it's a, a freak accident and when things just, you know, the circumstances of, of driving, played out negatively in every way and uh i do have to i drive past where it happened every day and there's you know across with a giant uh stuffed dog there right now um as a reminder that she's gone so it's like it it, it is it was very emotional this week but you know not to not to use this as a psychological venting podcast but hey that's what podcasts are so Sorry to bring the mood down, but don't worry. We're going to be talking about movies, I think, right about now, unless Corey has anything she wants to add. Nope. Then let's look at what we've been watching, um, which I have a lot because it's been Me a week too. and a half since we've been talking about all of them. <laughs> okay, quickly. let's. I'll let you go first. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I watched The Station Agent. Mm. Have you seen that before? No. Oh, I love this movie. First time watching it. I think I watched it on HBO. So, um, I was sick. I don't usually get to watch this many movies, but I've been in bed a lot. Mm. Um, also realize I've watched about a million episodes of Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> um, we went to see, um, so one of my friends and I, we go to the movies like once a week and we both like horror movies, even though we both realize that most of them are bad. Um, but at this point we figure that nothing can be as bad as the turning, so... We're just really not, <laughs> there's no holding back. We're just going to see them all. Um, but we went to see Gretel and Hansel. Mm -hmm. And we heard 
she heard from her sibling bad things about it, but we both kind of liked it. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked a lot of the choices they made in it. It's very um, interesting. It's not what you think it's going to be. Um, so, and then we, my husband and I went to see Sonic the Hedgehog. I saw your blurb about it. Bill enjoyed it. <laughs> um, I don't really like Jim Carrey. I mean, yeah. that that's where we are here. Um, rewatch Skeleton Twins because I effing love that movie. Uh, watch Netflix's The Silence. Don't waste your time. Watch uh, okay. Quiet Place. It's like, I just think that even just reading the, um, just reading, you know, the synopsis, I mean, it's a different creature, but it's the same story. But I don't even know why they bothered because A Quiet Place is so damn good. Yep. Uh, I watched it because it has Kiernan Shipka in it. And, uh, okay. Miranda Otto, who plays uh, Zelda from Sabrina. Oh. Uh, and then I've been watching the Resident Evil movies again, so I've watched one, two, and three. Nice. Not because they're, like, super great movies. I've just been wanting to watch them, and it's been a really long time. And I'm just watching them, and I'm like, did we ever think that these are, like, great, like, effects? Is that a thing that oh, we thought? It's, I don't I don't know now. <laughs> that makes me nervous, because I, I don't remember disliking <laughs> the effects, but... I, th- I mean, the last one that I watched, I think, was in 2007, maybe? So I think it was, like, 2002, 2004, 2007. It just makes them feel a little dated. But I like Mila Jovovich. Yeah, she's good in the right role. Um, I think yeah. she's good as Alice, and she's great in Fifth Element. Yes. So um, that's what I've been watching. Okay. Um, I've watched quite a bit. Um, I think this is right. Uh, I think at the last time we talked, I had watched Honey Boy. Um, so I won't talk about that one, but I watched on Netflix, I Lost My Body, um, what? which is, yeah, it's a really cool animated movie. Um, it, the protagonist is a severed hand, um, but oh God, uh, it, hands. It, 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 it reminds me, I'm like, I've joked and said it's like a uh, cousin, or I'm sorry, thing from the Addams Family yes. origin story, um, but it's, it's really good. It's gorgeously animated, um, It's and it's very compelling. It's not an easy thing to understand i think at times but it's it's really good it is a french film but it is dubbed not subbed on netflix so you uh you do get to watch it in english um i actually started on the treadmill which i don't i don't normally do but i've been trying to do a little more and be a little flexible with stuff uh i really liked it though um i saw sonic i did think it was boring um some people are saying it's the best video game movie i would actually argue resident evil is a better movie overall because it's it's i enjoyed it more i don't think it's necessarily a better film i think one, I am a Jim Carrey fan, and I like Jim Carrey in a lot of stuff where he is just in costume still being Jim Carrey, a.k.a. The Grinch, a.k.a. Batman Forever as uh, the Riddler. But this movie, it just felt so out of place because he had nothing to bounce his comedy off of because Sonic was funny, too. Like, you're not supposed to have two characters being snarky and sarcastic. And usually you have, like, a straight man so that the humor lands on something. And I think it was just too much. And then a lot of the stuff just felt like generic kid movie stuff. Again, mm-hmm. I can see why someone might like it. I don't think it's a bad movie. I just was really – I was bored, and as soon as the credits hit, I was out the door. Like, there was post-credit scenes. I did not see them. I, I didn't give a crap. I just wanted to leave. Wow. Yeah. And it again, got me not the feels. Bad, yeah. I was just – really? A couple, of ep- a couple of scenes. Yeah, I like and I like team. James Marsden, and he's really good in this. I don't know if you saw Hop, but I actually prefer Hop over Sonic. So, 
Um, no, if I you, don't think so. If you like Russell Brand. If you don't like Russell Brand, yeah. you're probably going to hate Hop. But um, he is toned down a bit because he's like he's the voice of a rabbit. It's like an Easter movie. It's, he's the Easter Bunny. Um, okay. Yeah, I liked it. as When Taylor was younger, we saw it in the theater and I enjoyed it. Um, it has Penny from Big Bang Theory, but she's like barely in it. Um, I then watched Like Crazy, which we'll talk about. I saw Fantasy Island, um, which is this... <laughs> Blumhouse yeah. movie, uh, directed by the same guy who did Truth or Dare from Blumhouse. Um, it's better than Truth or Dare. It still has a lot of flaws. It has a really crappy twist that it thinks oh, is super God. smart, and it's super bad. Um, but then, remember we watched Manchurian Candidate uh, last year, I think it was? Um, like the original like 1950-something movie. Uh, might have been two years ago that we watched it. Um, there's a podcast episode for it. But uh, I watched the 2004 Jonathan Demme version with Denzel Washington, Meryl Streep, and um Liv Schreiber and man um I kind of like the I like both I kind of like this one a little more uh, I watched it very mm-hmm. late though and it was a mistake I stayed up like real late but that's on HBO um I rewatched Blind Spotting for the fifth time um I was wondering I continue to spread the word about the film it is my one of my favorite movies all time and I keep telling everybody they need to watch it it's really good um I then went and saw the photograph with Lakeith Stanfield and Issa Rae um, directed by uh, Stella McGehee. I'm probably saying that wrong, but I'm going to try my best. Um, I really like this movie. Um, like, I don't think it's perfect, but I really was into it. I liked a lot about it. Um, I think the romance is really uh, compelling. I think there's a lot of chemistry between the performance. And at one point, it was weird, because like at one point, I was like, this is a little, nothing really happening. It's kind of slow. And then by the end, I was just like enamored with what was going on, and I really enjoyed it. So um, I watched... Uh, did you see it comes at night a few years like i think it was like two years ago i watched it in theaters and i've watched it once after so i'm a fan of that movie uh it's directed by trey edward schultz that was his second film and he did a movie called uh uh krisha before that which i watched on prime and really liked and his new movie came out last year called waves uh that stars kelvin harris jr lucas hedges because it's an a24 film and then uh taylor russell um i think that's the yeah, that's the other main girl. And uh, Sterling K. Brown is in it. Um, he's not he's not in it as much as I would like, because I really like Sterling K. Brown, and but he's really good in it. Um, it's not the it's not a perfect movie. It is intense. Uh, it is really good, and the performances are great. Um, so I definitely recommend if you get a chance to see Waves, uh, do so. Yeah. Um, I got two more, uh, but I finally watched the Bill Murray stories, Life Lessons Learned from a Mythical Man on Netflix. Um, I wanted to see it at South by Southwest when I was there two years ago. Um, and I got a email for a screener that had a t- Bill Murray something or something. I don't even remember what movie it was anymore. I thought it was that, right? Like, as I was at South by, I knew it was playing and I got an email for a screener, which is not uncommon because PR people will like send you options. So like, hey, in case you miss it, here's an opportunity to watch it. So that's what I thought happened, right? Mm-hmm. But it turned out to be a different documentary that was nowhere near as good and i was very mad because i missed the screening of this documentary because i i was like oh no big deal i'll watch this and then it'll be fine and i found out afterwards that i screwed up the titles um which is what the the plan was they tricked me into watching a bad movie basically and um i finally watched this one and i am a huge bill murray fan and this movie if you're a bill murray fan or if you've heard any of the legends of him like showing up to places and being awesome you need to watch this documentary because it's super cool. And I, I won't share any of the stories that are in the movie because I think it'll take away, but it's only 90 minutes and it is a super fun doc. Um, again, if you're a fan of Bill Murray and if you're just maybe a fan of celebrity and like 
how celebrity can be used in a really positive way to make people have these awesome life moments where you you'll talk about it forever. Um, and then I went and saw the Will Ferrell and uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus movie Downhill, which is a remake of Force Majeure, um, which I've not seen but have heard good things about. Um, Miranda Otto is also in this one apparently. Um, Zach Woods, who is always great but somehow is not nearly as funny. And the reason I caved and went and see this was uh, it's directed by Nate Faxon and Jim Rash who directed um, The Way Way Back, which I love. And they also directed Up in the Air, I think, with George Clooney. or the No, I'm sorry, that's not true. They directed The Descendants with George Clooney and Shailene Woodley. Um, and I like both of those films quite a bit. So I was like, oh, I'll give Downhill a chance. And I'm a fan of Will Ferrell. Um, I, I didn't like Will Ferrell in this movie. I, I honestly felt like he was miscast. And I wish that was my original thought. Um, I think Angie Han said that on battleship pretension in the sundance review and i think she's right he just feels like the wrong guy i honestly think like ben stiller would have been a little better uh because the character is supposed to be kind of like deadpan and uh, like agitated and i think stiller does that really really well that kind of like quiet frustration that you see him get um mm -hmm. and i don't think Farrell does that well and so it just it didn't it didn't feel like he was playing the role right um and there was a couple teams not, like there was a scene where he gets like mad and it, I just didn't buy it. Um, but I thought Julia Louis-Dreyfus was fantastic. And um, I didn't think it was as funny as I had kind of wanted it to be. But um, it's not a bad movie either, though. It's just it's just fine. Um, and that was the last movie I watched. But in the background, aside from my YouTube Hot Ones videos and such, uh, I have been rewatching the IT crowd for like the third time um, because I love that show. And it's easy to just throw on in the background and like watch. Mm -hmm. So that that's been my what I've been watching. Nice. Although I will also note, uh, there's a big announcement that the uh, the Friends reunion episode is going to happen, and I am unbelievably excited. Even though it probably won't be good, but I am like, ah, <laughs> uh, I'm a big Friends nerd. If you don't know that, listener. Hi. <laughs> Yep, I, I don't know why I love it as much as I do, but I do. Please, so. we all have stuff like that. If anyone tries to say that they don't, then yeah, they're lying. Agreed, agreed for sure. Um, all right, let's get into the stats for like crazy. Like crazy, uh, is a PG thirteen film from twenty eleven. Sixty eight Metascore, six point seven IMDb user score. Stars Felicity Jones, uh, Anton Yelchin, the reason we watched it, Jennifer Lawrence. Um, and a bunch of other people who I don't feel like are actually in the movie long enough for me to bother to mention, except for her father's, uh, Olivier, Olive, Olivier, what the crap, Oliver, I knew that wasn't Olivier and it came out and I'm like, what did I just say? <laughs> Oliver Muirhead. And I think the mom, I don't remember for sure who the mom was. None of these people look like the mom in my memory. We saw this movie a while ago. It's directed by Drake D Doramos, Doramos, um, who also directed Equals in other movies i've not heard of oh oh i'm sorry no i keep forgetting he directed zoe which i saw at tribeca i think two years ago and i hated and apparently a lot of other critics hated because it has a 39 on metascore well, and it's ewan mcgregor and leah sado oh. who i like and i was really excited about that movie and i was so disappointed you can read my review of course if you look that up um and i feel like maybe he had one more movie that i saw is no, that, that the weird one that was about like artificial yep Intelligence yep, or something. Well, it, it thinks it's about that, but it's not. Um, yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, it was not good. Uh, damn it, Ewan. 
yeah, he does that from time to time. But then he makes like Doctor Sleep, and you're like, oh shit, that's awesome. You're so like, God, um, you're back. So, like crazy, uh, hour and thirty minutes, and I gotta say, I was not hooked on this movie, and it felt like it was way longer than an hour and thirty minutes for me. Well, what were your that's thoughts? Because our main characters were douchebags, so. Okay, so you also didn't like this. <laughs> I mean, it it's hard when I don't know. It I mean, how am I supposed to relate to characters that just keep doing it to themselves? It's their own fault. When yeah. will you learn? And they treat other people in the movie badly, so I just don't really I just really don't give a damn about them. Yeah, now uh listeners, we won't spoil anything without giving you a heads up, but yeah, I I was really shocked at like the the score on like i don't think it's a bad movie like there's nothing wrong with it i mean i definitely like it better than porto yes yes which also kind of had some crazy stuff going on um this is definitely like i one i I think i thought this was going to be a rom-com and it's not a rom-com it's a romance drama and romance is is i don't agree and it's partly the way my brain works um like, I don't think the way they act makes sense ever. And well, it sounds like crazy. <laughs> that's a fair point. Um, which was on the chair he made for her. And I don't I didn't get if that was an inside joke that I somehow missed watching. Like it. crazy? Yeah. Like it was... other than on the chair, but I mean like was it on the chair because of an inside joke? Or was uh... it because it was on the chair that it was an inside joke? No, they always said it to each other because of a Paul Simon song. It was See, a I lyric. I, I know who Paul Simon is in theory. Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, and then yeah. They both went separate. You know, you know, you know Paul Simon. I know that you know Paul Simon because he had some really famous songs in the eighties. Let's see. I don't know what they are. <laughs> um, I'm. I was just singing one the other day. It's like. They go from uh, being like, you know, I think it was. The 60s I know or Simon something. and Garfunkel for sure. I'm like, like not really a graduate soundtrack. Yeah, I yeah, I'm not like I would never like. Hey, I'm gonna listen to Simon and Garfunkel, but I appreciate what they've done. You know, they did musically. Yeah, like I feel like oh, you know, you can call me Al. That was probably, and that's off of the album that they talk about that they love in this movie so much. I know you've heard yeah. this song. It's I don't like, know. I don't know that I have, Corey. I, I don't like the 80s. I feel like you should pause and <laughs> turn it on really fast. I know you know this song. <laughs> I mean, I, Would we, we can't get play sued? it on the podcast. But yeah, it's like... Um, I know that but, you know this song. I feel like it's been in so many movies. I, I probably have heard it. I, I just It's one of those things, though, where it's like, just because I've heard it doesn't mean I'm aware of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Cause it's not something that ever clicked with me. And that was like, when they were like, Paul Simon, I'm looking at this movie, like, really? Like, w- really? Like, and again, I, 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 obviously I wasn't thinking it was from Simon and Garfunkel, but cause that's, I, I associate him with the sim well with Simon and Garfunkel and not as a solo artist. It's not a criticism. I have a very, especially in my youth, my music taste was very narrow. I, I liked what I liked and everyone else was wrong. 
Oh God, we were not friends for a while. No, partly because of our very different taste <laughs> in music, and yes. I still laugh at your music taste because I I always think you're making up the bands. Because like you'll post like somebody's coming, I'm like that's not a real band. Like, <laughs> like I, who? Like the National today? You're like that's not yes, a real band. That's the, a real. Like, that's a real band. I saw them in Atlanta. I like them a lot, and I can't believe they're. Coming to Boise and I almost dropped the F bomb. It's it's two things. It's either one, it's a name that I've never heard of and I think you're making up, or two, it's a band that I don't believe anybody actually likes and you like them ironically, like Hanson. Like, I no, I've loved Hanson since the seventh grade. Middle of Nowhere was one of the first CDs that I, I think it was the first CD I ever bought, and I still turn that shit on sometimes. Well, you know it's funny. I I have we're, we've d- dived into music because we it's don't want to talk about this movie, but. Um, <laughs> i used to love green day right like that like i literally yeah i did too um, i had a band poster on my wall of like the the green day dookie right and my aunt Mm -hmm. jenny made fun of it so bad i cried like i was like 11 and i literally cried because she kept picking on my favorite band she's like green day pp and stuff like that like she tortured me about it in a playful way mind you but it got to me because i was so defensive of my music um and now I can't stand them. Like, I because do not like Green Day anymore. Music for 14-year-olds and their moms. And I will stand by that statement. Yeah. And, you know, like, I don't I don't know. Like, even their old stuff, though, now, when I, like, when Green Day Dookie comes on, like, a playlist or whatever, I skip it. I don't want to <gasps> listen to it anymore. Yeah, I, I'm just done with it. I will listen to Nimrod is their best album ever made. Not my favorite, necessarily, but that's their best album. I've been listening to is that recently. Is that the recently. one with Time of Your Life? Yes. Yeah, that song's amazing. I and again, it is. But I think I've, I think I'm just done with them. And that's like I was really into Disturbed for a while. I cannot mm-hmm. listen to Disturbed anymore, except for I actually like the Sound of Silence, which is a Simon Garfunkel song. <laughs> All comes full circle, everybody. But, um, and like Godsmack, I was such a big fan of, and I can't stand them anymore. Like, uh, my music tastes have definitely changed, and I am, I would say. I am much more pop oriented now. I kind of just like things I can throw on and, and enjoy, and not like. I don't dive into music much because it takes up time. So like, I like something I can throw on. Um, honestly, when I want to like listen to lyrical content, I have found myself drawn more to rap right now. Like I, I've really gotten into like Kendrick Lamar and J Cole rappers who have something to say. Mind you, I'm not listening to like freaking little pump um, or little pump. And, uh, but like a lot of my, but the old stuff I used to like, I, I've kind of feel like I've lost my taste for it. And that's, what I found so surprising to this was like, I'm like, Paul Simon, these, how old are these kids supposed to be? Like, you know, and I'm looking at them as kids because they're like graduating yeah, college at the beginning of the movie. But it's like yeah. 2011 when this movie like came out. So I, it doesn't feel like it's set in the past. And at one point I thought maybe it was supposed to, but then he had an iPhone. So I'm like, no, no, this is a current modern ish movie. Paul Simon in 2011 is like their favorite artist. I don't, I don't buy that. Like, well, she loves that. They love that album. I, and a lot of people love that album. It's the great, I believe it's Graceland. It's like highly regarded, but I'm like, I don't know. I didn't find that not believable. Well, but maybe again, I just told you the bands that you say are fake. That's um, where I'm coming from. Like I am, I have this very narrow. John thinks I'm a liar all the time. It's a, it is a joke. I don't really think, but you know what I'm saying? Like I (laughs) do like a real band. It's it's you and our, our mutual friend, like the stuff that he'll post. I'm just like, that's not real. You guys are making up stuff. (laughs) Which mutual friend? 
whenever you like the last couple of times you came you guys went to concerts of bands that i'm like those aren't bands like what do you oh like, that friend yeah, 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 yeah i saw the national with that friend now i'm not surprised you guys make up I think maybe you're just like you're sitting in an empty field like doing mushrooms and hallucinating you, bands oh my god you're gonna say that and people are gonna think that i really do that i don't no. i no, barely I drink um also sir i know you didn't know the dandy warhols you're like yes That's that not- was one of the bands that and I, was I was like what i was like they were really famous you know early 2000s bohemian like you yeah i That's- i watched i claim like, to be such a music fan and i'm clearly like i have such a narrow perspective and it's of music. so funny because i feel i feel like you feel in regards to other music fans like we have like this music festival coming it comes like every march and i think this is gonna i don't know i don't go every year because i don't feel like the ticket price justifies the bands that will be there it's like 200 ish dollars it's five days but they don't i feel like it's like one of those situations where it's like the hipster kids that have to know the most you know unknown band ever and Mm -hmm. i feel like as far as like indie music or alternative music goes i listen to the more mainstream stuff so i think that's really funny that you think yeah, that I'm about so not a hip me <laughs> well that you th- you know you're like i don't know i feel that way about other music fans and then you feel that way about me i guess yeah i mean because i feel like I, I listen to more mainstreamy things i listen to like such a a lot of my music is now like i influence my daughter's taste in music but now her, she influences my taste in music um more and uh because we we ride a lot together like we ride to school together and stuff so i try to play music that i know she's like into um and cool dad we we have similar taste uh like i 21 pilots was one of her favorite bands for a while and i introduced her to them because one of my film students introduced me to some of their music videos before they got really famous like we i was like just before they were big like that's the most hipster thing i could say i was a fan of 21 pilots before everyone was just barely like i just got in the door and then like they blew up out of nowhere and um i introduced her to them because i really liked the music video and then next thing i know we're like going to their concert and stuff that was their her first her first concert was weird out two months later we went to 21 pilots but um you know so that's got, what like, she's gonna tell everyone about yeah and then we saw panic at the disco together because of her and i've like i didn't like panic at the disco and then now i really like panic at the disco she got me into my chemical romance who i always didn't like because they were emo and um but you know, we saw Blink-182 together, which is one of my favorite bands. Like, I, I'm such a pop-punk guy um, with them. And then, uh, you know, like, it's all over the place. But I, and I get that. I kind of feel that, like, they are in this movie. The characters, um, Anton Yelchin's character is Jacob, who is a teaching aide, I guess, for her um, class. Because that's, like, she, like, gives him a, a letter on their last day of class. And, like, they end up, he calls her and um it's cute it's not the best meet cute but it's 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 there like you know she leaves it on his windshield and i also thought she put it on the passenger side but i feel like that was maybe like a british thing because she oh word because i'm like why would you put it on the passenger side if you want the driver to see it like you would put it on the driver's side but i'm like but in england that's the driver's side so maybe that's what it was just like she wasn't thinking because she was definitely nervous in that scene and you know they have a relationship and uh it's it's very passionate and powerful and i really like that montage of them in bed together for like um so like there's good stuff here it's not a bad movie at all 
I but I you call them douchebags and I kind of completely agree. I don't care for these characters. I think they make stupid choice after stupid choice. Again, especially listeners, if you've caught on, I like to follow rules. Um, and she's told she has to go back because her visa, her student visa is expiring. She chooses to neglect that, and it gets her banned from coming back to America. That's like the big twist is that she can't get a visa to return. So now they're in love, but they are separated by an ocean. It's like me and Matt. And um, Matt, he loves you. I'm he knows it. And so <laughs> um uh, that was so good. They're you know, they're separated by the, by the Atlantic Ocean and it's hard for them both and neither one of them she's not able to come back and he's not willing to move and yet well, they it's... can't stop loving each other. I feel like we've already gotten into spoiler territory. We should probably, I mean, that's, that is the setup for the plot though. So it's, it's not my fault that the plot is so convoluted. It takes 34 minutes just to get there, but okay. <laughs> we also talked a lot about everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm going to just, let's do spoiler. Yeah. Guys from here on out, we are going to talk about like crazy from 2011 and great detail. You have been warned. So Jennifer Lawrence was not horrible in this movie. No, agreed. In fact, her crying her. is one of her best crying moments in any of the movies. Like I was really like, <laughs> J J L. She cries J-Law. awful in a lot of the movies that she's in, and I have criticized her a lot. I I feel one she often gets typecast, uh, and I think she's better in the angry, crazy girl performance, like in Silver Linings Playbook. Um, I think she's really, really good. I think she's good in Winterbone. Um, but then I think she's really bad in the X-Men movies, especially the last two X-Men movies. Um, she's fine in the first two, I guess. But um, and in pa- if you saw Passengers, man, that movie's just such trash. And um, it's not that I don't think she's bad. I think she's severely overrated. I don't think she's as good as and here. She's in a small role and she nails it. It's a really good performance. It's very genuine. I feel performance. for her because he treats her like crap well it's like how many okay so first of all i think that we all can agree that love takes work yes 100 percent. relationships are effort you have to be willing to put in a lot to make them work yeah and like a don't ask questions you don't want to know the answer to because when they're finally back together at some point when he goes over to visit because she can't come back to the United States. How many people have you slept with? Like kind of right away. And it's like, why would you even ask that when the guy that comes to your door to hand you an appliance, a kitchen appliance, you slept with them. What are you doing? Um, I just feel like they're both shitty people. (laughs) Like, I feel like he's a little less because, well, no, because then he like breaks up with isn't her name Sam? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence's yeah. character. Yes. Her name um, is Sam. And he like does he tries to be sneaky about it. Like at first he tries to like avoid her because she's texting him and saying that she misses him and all of this stuff while he's in bed with Sam. And at sometime like it felt like he had just moved on without her knowing, but then we end up finding out that we both agreed, he says, that you'll see other people. And she has a man living with her, the guy that she we found out that she slept with earlier in the movie. And then he proposes to her, and she just doesn't answer? 
Yeah, I didn't realize that was the same guy. Actually, uh, man, I I this movie did not have my attention. I'm not. It's clear I, I've missed several key points, <laughs> but um, yeah, I I but and that it, scene where he like like talk is talking to her parents, like not not Jacob, but the guy that's like proposing. The way he says it too, like though he, he's not. He's very either. no. He's very controlling. Yeah, and you yeah, can I tell that. Like He's like I did like her parents a lot. Yeah, they were fucking they were cool. Sorry guys. Ooh, dropping it. Um <laughs> sorry. Um and uh you know, I just And also she's living with that man and she's married to Jacob. Oh, yeah, that man, the timeline in this movie gets confusing too because they get married because they're under the impression that they can go back. She can come back. They only have 6 months. Visa. And then that doesn't happen. Um, like that it's blocked because she didn't take care of the student visa thing. And that's the thing that really drives me nuts. It doesn't feel like she ever tried to take care of the student visa thing the appropriate way. Like they kept trying to find loopholes instead of just dealing with it. And again, had she just gone back for two months, first place. Yeah. None of this would have been an issue. And that's what really frustrates me. Like I get, I get it. I've been young and in love. Um, in fact, you know, I, I even had my first like long time relationship, which was not very long. It was like a year and a half or something like that. I feel like that's respectable. It's, it's long, but like now I've teenager. been with, with my wife for 15 years. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like now it's like two years is nothing. Um, but at the time you're right. When I was like, I was like, wow, we made it a year. It's like, oh, almost two years. But when we broke up, we broke up and like, she moved away. Like she moved to like two States away. And we, we immediately, like, I tried to, like, I dated another person right away, like, trying to, like, you know, rebound, not not in a crazy way, just, like, trying to, like, move on, right? And I would I would be okay for a little bit, but then something would go wrong, and I would be like, oh, I really miss this person. And it for a little while, it was, we would, like, reach out to each other when we were feeling lonely. And so, like, I saw that in this movie, like, they seemed okay, but then something would happen to like trigger that, like, oh, everything was better with them. It's that grass is greener, like the graduation goggle type effect. And I get that. But at the same time, like they were doing it in real shady ways. Like I never would reach out to my, my ex at the time. She's still, I guess she's still my ex, you know what I'm saying? But like, at, I don't think yeah. about her as an ex because it's been way too long now. But like at, at the time, you know, I would like, oh, you know, maybe maybe we can fix things or we can make it work. And we had talked about like moving back or me moving up where that she had moved. And at the same time, like I knew it was, it was all crazy talk. Cause we were looking back at a relationship that ended because it wasn't good anymore. Like it was good for a little while, but it ended because it was too much. And that's what this movie really drove me nuts. Cause I'm like, it, it is young love. And that They're I think is one of, yeah, like for punishment. And I think it ends with that kind of, ambiguity like are they gonna be able to make it work you know it's kind of like i don't think that they want to work i don't think they actually want to put in the effort but they they are together at the end of the movie right well yeah and she moved to la and it's like she walks into his loft which i understand why he wouldn't want to move to england wherever she's from because he's built this like business that's actually doing really well for in you know a small business yeah of ugly furniture but 
that chair right. he makes her is so chair? ugly. I'm like, it's so ugly. It's not even finished. It looks like an unfinished chair. Yeah. And every time he's sketching, and this is not a shot at Anton. This is a shot at the character. Every time he's sketching like furniture, it just looks like the same chair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So oh. it's, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I feel like but she walks you've seen in. The graduate, right? Yeah. So the I fact now that you've pointed out to me that Paul Simon, I think we did too, uh, that Paul Simon is from Simon and Garfunkel. Simon and Garfunkel did the soundtrack for The Graduate. The Graduate ends with them on the bus, and they are excited that they're running away together, but then their face changes, and there's that like, <laughs> like that reality. Yeah, yeah, and I think this movie's definitely trying to channel The Graduate, like part of it, not the sleeping with the mom and then trying to be with the girl kind of thing but it is that duality of the relationship because they're together but then they're not together because he's with sam and like there's that sam seems like it's, she's really easy she gets along with him she tolerates his nonsense because the scene when they're at the club and she knows he's on the phone with her she still doesn't leave him she's still loyal to him and it's like dude this woman is willing to like deal with your crap and you yeah. would rather like risk everything you've got to like and move her from england and also sam's character is so invested in his life because she also works with him yeah yeah she lives with him and works with him and his home is his business yes which i didn't catch right away but then like later it becomes very obvious that that was the case but um and again maybe i was just not giving this movie my full attention and i do you know i wanted to try to rewatch it and i just couldn't find obviously i watched a bunch of other movies but i couldn't find time to rewatch it um because listener we usually record on mondays we had to record on friday after the monday so uh we had like an extra five or six days with not seeing this movie um before talking about it but um i i like felicity jones as an actress and like she's really great in um uh, one of monster calls and i liked her as in rogue one quite a bit um and i think she's in is she in Theory of Everything? Yeah, she's really good in Theory of Everything. Actually, I think she's really, really good in Theory of Everything. Uh, Inferno is a movie I forgot existed. That awful, awful movie. But then she was like mediocre in Battle of the Sex, or on the basis of sex, excuse me. Um, not that it's, she's not bad. It's just not a great movie. And so it's not a great showcase for her. I haven't seen The Aeronauts, uh, which is a prime original I've heard real bad things about. Well, I but, mean, it's, oh, prime original, not Netflix original. Sorry. Yeah. And prime has been, good not perfect but like big sick is a prime original um but uh i i didn't i didn't like this movie i i can't say i liked it because i just wasn't connected to the characters i don't think it's a bad movie um i think there's some good stuff here again we mentioned that montage which i really really liked um and i do think they have chemistry but it's like it feels well, you know what? I guess maybe it's one of those movies where it's doing exactly what it's trying to do. It just doesn't click with me personally. And so it's successful in what it's attempting, but I don't like it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because I, I think I was about to say their their relationship is crazy. And it's like, well, yeah, that's what the movie's called. So they clearly nailed it. But I don't like watching it. I don't like being with it. I don't like sitting it with it. It just makes um, me tired. Like, I... I don't know. I don't have time for that. <laughs> I, I wonder, though, maybe if, if we were watching this in 2011, right? We're nine years younger. You know, my my 15-year relationship is only, what? Mine was uh, 10. Six years. Yeah. So maybe this movie doesn't feel as 
crazier as maybe maybe we're looking at it through like older people eyes and we're like you damn young kids but chill I out. never like, even when fine. I was young I didn't I wasn't about that I don't I, know. I I mean again I already mentioned my but my young relationship and I was like 18 19 when that was happening and I I quickly got past it because I just I realized like it ended for a reason and again no, no ill will towards that other person I'm not gonna name drop or anything like that but you know I, I have no clue what happened to them after I finally like you know was like time to move on move on like no more holding on to something because that's what I think part of this movie is is that fear of what if this was the best thing I ever had yeah and they keep even though it isn't like that anymore they're still trying to make it that feeling yeah. that it was at the beginning and it, they're holding on to like loose connections like Paul Simon like that's not a connection because you like the same music that's the thing about my wife and I 15 years we don't like a lot of the same stuff like there's a lot same. of things that we are opposites on very different but we're cool with that and yeah exactly and it's again because it's work like it doesn't you don't need loose connections to have a relationship you just need a connection and it's that understanding it's the ability to disagree and yet be okay with that that makes the relationship so strong with my wife and, and i like there is no doubt about it and so yeah you're watching them cling you know i'm liking this movie more because i'm like you know what it's smarter than i gave it credit i just didn't enjoy it but it's again it's a very competent film and i think well, it's successful what it's what it's doing but i don't like it at all like i don't want to think yeah. this because i do think that they illustrate very well too like when he goes to visit her and she they go to have drinks with her work friends and then she doesn't even introduce him really she doesn't like include him in the conversation yeah and they're just going on and on and on about all this fun they're going to have and how cool such and such is and he's just like standing there like okay well and, and that's like her her career side of it like because she gets like promotion and a little promotion and it it seems like she's so quick to just give it up for him and that that bugs me too and maybe that is a weakness of the movie is that like she's so willing to leave her job and he will not leave his but i felt yeah. like too that her job would be easy to do like remotely possibly although in 2011 she does, i don't like, know if blogging that and been... stuff true but there is like an office situation so i don't know if they would have allowed her to work from home or not i mean you're not wrong but in 2011 i don't know that that was as as big of a norm like i think now that's no doubt like writers work from anywhere now i think i don't think you need to be in the office um although there you know some do relocate and stuff it, de it depends on i think maybe your leadership role too like um yeah but yeah uh maybe you're completely right although still like it seemed like her job was inconsequential um and yeah she she's so willing to like i don't know we don't see enough of her like really getting away from him she seems well, so attached to him because she's the one who keeps reeling him back in he tries yeah. to move on and he tries to move on and she just reels him back in she just can't let it go and i don't really know why he, i don't understand i don't understand why he's so attracted to her she yeah, seems well, like such a pain in the neck their initial meeting when he's reading the letter from her, I I found that to be really charming. Like his react, like his, because Anton's an amazing actor. Yeah, right? he is. and let's let's that's why we're doing this. So even if we don't like this movie, let's not forget that for a minute. Because when he's reading that letter, there's so much emotion coming off of his face, and there's no voiceover. It's not like we hear him thinking about her. Like we, th I think we hear her reading the letter, but like he's like just emoting so perfectly, and I'm just like, oh wow. 
I'm going to really love this movie. And that's not what happened. But, you know, because I didn't know where to, I, if this was a rom com and things were like cute and quirky, I probably would have loved this movie. But because it's like it's tense and it's like I, I just like you said, they're not the, like they're doing bad things to each other. And you're just like, just stop. Stop it. Like when he finally yells at her, too um because he, he's so calm about it until like he finally snaps after they get married and find out they're not going to get to to live together and everything's kind of like well now we're married and we can't be together this is stupid you know and he like snaps at her and she's like don't yell at me i was like i can't believe he hasn't yelled at you before and more so oh, like, and then don't yell at me in my house that part yeah yeah That's yeah my girl i was like yeah isn't it our house and yeah it, it just is like man, you guys don't need to be together anymore. And that's what, like, again, I feel like there's definitely channeling parts of The Graduate and that idea of maybe not knowing how to let go and how to move forward. Um, and, like, letting letting this... It almost becomes, like, the idea of the, their relationship is the key to their happiness because they were happy in that one instance. And so the, you can never get, the, it's almost like chasing the high, right? Which I am not an expert to talk about cause I've never done drugs, <laughs> but you know, I've always heard that. Like, that's what you like when people do like first. Um, heroin. Yeah. Like it's like a, it's such, such a euphoric experience that they want it again and they can never get it again. So they keep doing more and more heroin, trying to get that first experience again to the point that it ruins their life. And that's kind of what this movie is in a way, I guess, is like this one love, this one passionate summer where she was willing to risk everything to just be with him for one more day or for two more months, as it were. And then like the rest of their time together, they keep trying to bring that back and it's just not there. Dang, man, the more I'm talking, like, I'm like, no, this is a very well-made film. I still don't want to watch it again, <laughs> but yeah. it is, it, it definitely is successful with what I think it's talking about. And when, when we're sitting here talking about it and interacting with the movie, I got to give those scenes credit because it's obviously it, it, it left an impression on me. <laughs> but yeah, I, I still think you can appreciate something and still not enjoy it or want to take part for in sure. it again. Definitely. But I, I came into this episode a little like dreading, like, I don't know what I'm, I do that all the time talk about this. And yeah, I don't normally a I lot agree. of the time I, I like the movie. But yeah, um, this one since is um, kind of like, I don't know, maybe if I did this with a what was that movie we both hated real bad with the, the horror movie with the darkness um, where like the scene was in like absolute pitch black for like a minute with the, the blind guy. Don't oh, breathe. God. Uh, we both really hate it. Maybe if we had like sat and talked about it, we could have found that same type of appreciation and not just no. our, our, our resentment of it. Um, you no. hated it more than I did, but um, it was so stupid. I, I, I wanted um, to punch everyone in the face. <laughs> yeah. I really hated it. Like I, I think of that movie because I hated those characters and I didn't hate Jacob or Anna, but I was also like, you're too this is what you get. stupid. Yeah, like stop making this choice and move the freak on. Um, and when they got married, I was like, no, especially because the parents kind of did push that. And I'm like, dude, are you paying attention? Like, the, in, yeah, it's time to move on. Well, but also, I mean, the parents Ooh. probably only saw the good parts of their relationship. Who sure. displays like the bad or uncomfortable parts? You know, that's not. I don't I know. Think- Chris Messina might have been the guy that she was dating. And he is in, uh, he's Zaz in Harley Quinn, colon, Birds of Prey, which is the current official title of that movie. Um, 
and I had not seen him in a while. In well, I saw him in Away We Go and Argo and Devil, but I don't really remember him in those movies. So, uh, nonetheless, uh, I think I'm done talking about this movie. But it is better than I initially thought. I still don't know that I'll rewatch it. Anton is great. I do like Felicity Jones, and I do think this is a really good Jennifer Lawrence performance. So those are the big positive takeaways. I don't like the characters, but I do think maybe that's by design. We do like Sam, and we do like the parents. Yes. But they're not our main characters. Yeah, and, you know, so it's, it's again... um, Oh, that's how I know him. Which, what, how do you know? Uh, That guy, Chris Messina... I recognized him when I brought his IMDb. He played in quite a few episodes of Six Feet Under. Oh, well, there you go. And, and you just rewatched that recently, so. Yeah, I love it so much. Well, that is uh, our review of Like Crazy. We'll give our rating. Corey, do you know uh, where you're putting it? Um, I'll go. Ugh, I don't want to rewatch it. I'm torn between a decent watch and not a total waste of time. Yeah. I am going to go decent watch um, after talking about it because I do think there's something here. I think it's worth being watching, especially if you are an Anton fan. Um, it's not and to be fair. All four movies we've seen this month, I think have had pretty good performances with the exception of uh, you don't belong here. I just think that movie is just not well what was happening. Yeah. And I, I just feel like what he's doing is just so weird. It's hard to tell if it's good or bad. Um but I think the other three films, he gives a really good performance. I don't like his character in two of them. And it's the crazy. I loved Hearts in Atlantis, actually. The more I think back on it, I'm just like, he's so good in that movie. I love him as a little kid. Um, he's so cute. He's so cute. And I really enjoyed that movie, even though it's kind of weird how it ends. But Oh, man. And what was it Porto that uh, or Anton? And then I'm just like a blubbering mess. Like, yeah. How many movies have we sat through that say that at the end? Yep. Yep. And um, this one, I was kind of, I was hoping that this would be like five to seven where I just, it like hit hard. But see, like five to seven is like this really, in a way, it's a similar story because he he falls in love with a woman he knows he can't have in that way. And then he's kind of torn about it and it's tortured. And then this idea that like they moved on and then that, that reveal which I won't say exactly what happens, but oh my god, it shattered. John lost it. Yeah, um, tears everywhere. I, I was really hoping for a similar experience with this movie, and that's unfair to this film that I was hoping for that because one, I'm glad he didn't do the exact same movie twice. Why would why do that, right? But, um, I definitely I'm you know that sometimes hurts your take on a film, but I'm going decent watch. Corey's leaning, I think, a little more towards not a total waste of time, but also acknowledging that maybe decent watch is fair. I agree with most of a decent watch. I just don't know if I really want to watch it again. Yeah, and I, I, I yeah, I don't know. I, I don't want to say I do, but I kind of do, just because it's In like five years. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely not watching it like anytime soon. But um, that is the last review of the Love Antosha month. We have not seen all of his movies, but we have seen a large majority of his films at this point. Um. You know, a few others that we might at some point in the future try to come back to. But uh, again, Anton Yelchin, official.com. Check them out if you're a fan of, of the actor. Uh, we loved the documentary Love Antosha. Um, we did our review on that in December. So you can go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. And we do recommend buying it. We bought it outright and we're 
definitely happy with it. Um, I do wish there wasn't nudity in it so I could show it at school because I'd love to teach that because it's so cool to get to see it, like the passion that he had for the craft. Um, and uh, I can't because there is some nudity in it, unfortunately. You just yell, uh, avert, avert. No kidding. Yeah. That, yeah, no. And I was like, hold up a poster board. Well, I, we watched uh, the old Romeo and Juliet when I was in high school. Like, you know, the teacher rolled out the cart with the VCR and the TV. And yeah. the, the TVs were small enough then the teacher could just like cover the screen, like with their arms. Like, my, my TV in my classroom is a smart board. So it's like 50 inches. Hell so it's yeah. like, I can't, yeah, but I can't stand in front of the nudity like and cover it up. You need a black poster board. Maybe. Yeah. Blue a couple I, like, together I, so you can't see through I it. I could skip over it in theory, but like it, it, there's enough times that the it narration. just pops up randomly. Uh, yeah. So I, I wouldn't be able to like comfortably do it. I would probably miss one and then like one of my students would be like, oh, boob. I'm like, no. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, that is our episode. Next month is uh, March and we're getting into a new uh, topic. Um, we did last year, we did a, our best actor and best actress uh we did jeff bridges and sally field last year this year we decided to go with a, a slightly different theme we're we're the uh we picked an actor for the month of march and we picked an actress for the month of april um who died too early who left us too soon kind of following uh we had not planned on doing anton yelchin this, this month is a very Originally, year. <laughs> yeah we are we're, we're, we're looking back at some actors who died too soon and we're going to be uh, hitting an actor who I know a lot less about, but Corey is a real big fan of, and that's um, oh boy, River Phoenix. I got like I was like Phoenix is all I can think of. I can't think of the other name. You River Phoenix, Joaquin's uh, older brother, right? Jo- Joaquin's mm-hmm. the younger brother, and yes. um, we're gonna be watching uh, five River Phoenix films that at least one of us has not seen. Uh, I have not seen any of these oh. as an adult. I am pretty sure I saw Stand By Me as a kid, but I do not remember it. Um, I'm really excited to watch that with my even older adult glasses on. I am, I am too, because I do know that it's an iconic film, so I know a lot of the scenes from it and stuff, but I am looking forward to actually like watching it now. Um, but we'll be starting the River Phoenix Month, which we're calling Phoenix Rises, uh, with um, his movie Dogfight. Uh, it is currently free to stream on Vudu, but that's with commercials. Um, but that is currently our plan for watching it ourselves. It's not an easy one to come by. Uh, then we'll be watching Stand By Me, Sneakers, Running On Empty, and I Love You To Death uh, in the month of March before getting to the Brittany Murphy films in April. So just something to look forward to. Uh, we'll be hitting those as we go along. Um, we would love for you to follow us. Uh, if you watch the movies that we're watching, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can either reach out to us on anchor.fm and leave a voicemail. Tell us, you know, we can use your voicemail on the episodes if you want to tell us what you thought. Or you can hit us up on social media. I am at Burke Reviews on Twitter and Letterboxd and Instagram and Corey. At Corey, our star, two R's on the end. And we would, um, please, if you like what we're doing, rate and subscribe us on, subscribe and rate us, whatever, on whatever platform you're currently using. With iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever they currently called it because they keep changing the names. And, um... If you haven't already, subscribe to Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast as well. And uh, all of the What I Watch Tonight uh, oeuvre of podcasts. If you're a Star Wars fan, Matt does a really great Star Wars podcast. He does a horror podcast. And he does his uh, kind of mixed variety from the back row, which I really enjoy. I've been on that a couple times. Um, you know, 
he does good content uh, are my transatlantic buddy and the kingsman to my statesman that he um, loves very much very very much uh and he knows it but we're just driven apart by you know not being gay <laughs> and also being on opposite sides of the world but uh yeah um hit up his stuff what i watch tonight uh co.uk um good friend we've been we've been working together for over a year now and uh you know we're connected by film and that's one of the things i love about doing this and why we uh we continue to do this um cory and i we live across the country from one another and it's a great way to make sure we stay in contact uh you know we've known each other for a long time and as she has said we didn't like each other right away but we grew to love each other and again plutonically we both have significant others who we also love i love bill um and Corey is very good friends with my wife um more, better friends but my wife gets jealous because i talk to Corey more <laughs> <laughs> yeah all this she's like you're like she'll be like i didn't know that i'm like well she texts me and i'm like but we're, we're podcasting it's what we have to do um but yeah so listeners thank you so much uh we'll be back next week with the new theme of river uh sorry phoenix rising river rising is a whole different podcast um but with our review of dogfight and until next time Keep watching movies. This has been a Burke Reviews podcast. BurkeReviews.com.